What is up, everybody? I'm George Mossy. Please say hello to my co-host, Didi. So, Seeking Brother Husband Season 1, Episode 3 has aired. Now, there's a lot to talk about. So, we checked in with Chara, Patrick, and Noble, and we found out that Chara is ready to have a baby, right? Like, Chara's ready to have a baby, and... We found out that Patrick is not ready to have a baby. He already has five kids, and they age um, in different ages from 25 to 35, I believe he said. So I'm assuming one of those is a stepchild because I think he's only 47. So those numbers weren't really adding up. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. So maybe he has some stepkids as well. But he's not ready to start a family, but Shara is ready to start a family. And it's not going to be with Noble because, unfortunately, there is a sickle cell trait that they both share because that would have been her first option. She's like, well, I would have went to Noble because I already know him. We get along somewhat, you know, so that would have been an option for her. But unfortunately, that medical trait is something where they can't reproduce together, unfortunately. So she's kind of looking outside of the relationship for someone to help have a baby with. And I think that's a really strong ask. Not just because of the polyandry situation, but when you're on a first date, because we watched her go on a first date with DeAndre, and they were vibing, things were going well, they did their salsa dancing, they got along well, but usually when you're on a date with a guy, especially the first date, and you bring up children, you know how the tone of that date can turn to something different, and it, you know, it did, and most people, when they first meet you, they're thinking, do I get along with this person? Can I tolerate this person? Am I even going to see them again? And then for Shara to say, well, just so you know, this is going to be leading to having a baby. You know, I don't think that she's going about it in the best way to keep the guy from running away. I don't even say running away, like jumping on the first smoking automobile, train, plane, whatever, and running out of that situation. But I do know, you know, it's important to her to be a mother. So I don't know. I feel like this polyandry situation in itself, though, is going to complicate that for her because guys are really hard to convince to have kids. But then you're going to try to convince them to have a kid and bring it into a polyandry situation and then be OK with with Patrick and possibly Noble and all these other factors. So I don't know. How do you feel about Shara being ready to experience motherhood at this point? I get it. Um, you know, that's every woman's dream is to be a mother. But like you said, you know, this was their first date and she just went ahead and said, hey, look, you know, I'm ready to be a mom. I'm pretty much wanting somebody just to have a kid with. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> um, you need to at least go out, you know, get to know the person to see if they're even, you know, a good candidate. And, you know, and and having children between 20, the ages of 25 and 35, um, who would want to start over if their youngest one was 25? I mean, that makes, that makes, you know, sense, you know, and then Noble, um, also apart from the sickle cell, remember she said in the last, um, episode that she seen him, um, only as a fling that she didn't really want anything serious with him. So, you know, sickle cell or not, he's out of the question. She wants somebody totally different. She wants some uh, a fresh partner that can fulfill um, uh, certain areas that neither one of Noble nor her husband can even feel at the at the moment. And with the, neither one of them if, um, even wanting to or can doesn't even want to give her a child. So she 
she's going to find it somewhere else. Well, right. She's looking for that companionship. And I kind of feel like she should build that relationship first. Like you said, like build that connection, build companionship with the person first before she tells them the plan. Because I feel like she feels like her time is running out, you know, because a lot of women, they they have a career and they have lives and they have things going on. And then they realize that the time to have a child is limited. And she's kind of looking like, well, I need to get this situation started fast. And it's like, I understand that. But I also feel like men are super scared of everything. Like they're scared of commitment. They're scared of kids. They're scared of everything. Like you try to get a man that moves to a different house. He's scared. You get him to change careers. He's scared. Like men are scared of everything. So I feel like in order to get a guy to agree to all of this, she might need to tone it down a little bit, you know, and maybe let him adjust to the lifestyle, the polyandry lifestyle and that that dynamic of it before she starts adding in anything else. Because again, this is a lot to accept and a lot to take on. And like you said, she deserves to be a mother. Every woman deserves that. And I want her to have that. But I don't know. I feel like in, in Patrick's situation, I, I agree with you 100%. Like he said, I'm an empty nester. You know, I want to keep the nest empty. I want to be free. And once you've raised five kids, you know, he has five kids. It's like, do you really want to backslide and backtrack and, and start over with a baby? Like, I understand that. Like, at his point in his life, it's vacations, drinks, laying on the beach, you know, spur of the moment trips. <laughs> like, those are the things that he has earned. You know, after raising five kids, he has earned that freedom and that um, just being able to do whatever he wants when he wants. And then his kids are grown. Then when they call him and they want to see him, he can go and see them. They can come and see him. It's such a more relaxed relationship. I know a lot of people say you become friends with your parents after you grow up. And that's probably how he feels. They're his kids, but they're also his friends. But like going backwards, that child is going to depend on him for so much more. And it's really going to change the dynamic of their, their polyandry situation, adding a child, because we haven't really seen anyone on the show so far has added a child to this dynamic. So, or it at least hasn't been filmed, but I know that that's going to make things a little different. It's going to add a little stress and complication to it. Exactly. Exactly. And also, um, you know, bringing a child into a, um, a relationship where there's one mom and then there's um, three or more dads. I mean, just imagine how complicated um, that would be for the child um, to even understand or recollect. Well, you know, what kind of, what kind of lifestyle, you know, are, are you living? What kind of lifestyle did you put me in? So yeah, it would be very, you know, complicated. Yeah. You know, we're, for all, time, so. we're all grown adults and we're having trouble processing it. So yeah, imagine for a, a child trying to process this because we're all grown and we're all still trying to process and understand this. So speaking of processing and understanding, I want to check in with Elisa and Mike because Elisa met with her best friend, Amanda, who and they were having a conversation about her date that she had and how she's looking to add a new partner and how Mike is kind of uncomfortable with the situation. But it's more so his mom is unaccepting of the situation and they want to make sure that everybody is on the same page. And I think that's important because Alyssa's mom is very much on board and her dad, you know, they're very open to it. I don't want to say on board, but they're very open and understanding and they're listening and they're asking questions and they're getting the answers. But Mike's mom kind of feels like he was pressured into this. Like she, she doesn't feel like this was a lifestyle he chose. And you know, with us watching the show, we kind of get that feeling sometimes. It does seem like 
Mike is not 100% on board because he keeps saying on the show, the lifestyle that we chose together, this was a mutual decision. We're not always getting that when we're watching him um, and how he's interacting with Eliza with the dating app and with the expectations of what she wants this relationship to look like. Because in her situation, it's more so she's looking to date more than one person. It's not necessarily that she's looking for a brother husband. Is that how you feel? Because I feel like she's more so looking to get to know different guys and having a physical relationship with those guys. And if something does happen and it turns into a serious thing, she's not against it, but that's not necessarily the only thing she's looking for. So I kind of feel like Mike and Elisa aren't on the same page. And I do feel like before they get his mom involved and try to get her on board, they should probably get on the same page because the first thing I thought in my mind was when Mike was saying he wanted his mom to have those time to get answers. I was like, what if deep down Mike wants his mom to ask the hard questions because he doesn't feel comfortable asking Alyssa the questions himself. Did you get that feeling too? Yes. Um, like I said, from the very first episode, Mike is not on board. I don't care how many times he says we, 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 Mike is not on board. Mike is not comfortable <laughs> with this. I mean, he it's like he hold, holds back the tears every time, you know, that they talk about it. And then when she went on the date, he was very uncomfortable. Um, and then how she keeps talking about friends with benefits. It's okay for her to have friends with benefits. She doesn't want him around. Um, you know, it's there's no way possible this man is okay with um, with the lifestyle that they're they're um, living right now, and I am in agreement with you. I think that he is wanting to bring in his mom so she can ask the tough questions because he's the way he looks. He's too scared to even ask those questions. So and and he acts like he's pretty much you know been forced or get given an ultimatum um, about doing this kind of lifestyle as well. You nailed it. I was going to say that. I feel like in my mind, he's accepting it because he feels like if he doesn't accept it, he will lose Eliza. I feel like the only reason that he's going along with it is because he loves her and he doesn't see his life with them separated or not together. But as for him accepting every aspect of what she wants to do and how she wants to date, there's no way. He's, if the look on his face gives it away, it reminds me of Danielle from Seeking Sister Wife. The looks on her face. I don't know if you watch Seeking Sister Wife. Danielle, yeah. every time she had a, a situation with the, the poly lifestyle, this, the look on her face gave it away. She would say one thing, but you could tell from the look that she wasn't okay. She's not okay. She's going to need to talk to someone because it's getting bad. And I feel like that with Mike. And it's like his mom is definitely going to ask the questions that need to be asked because when they FaceTime called her, she was like, well, I'm glad that you invited me because I have a lot of questions and I have a lot of concerns. And this is something I want to talk about. And I feel like Mike is counting on that. And I wish that he felt more so that he had a voice in this relationship. I feel like he doesn't feel like he has a voice. He doesn't feel like he's going to be heard. And no relationship can work that way. I know that some people think they're gender roles and dominant and submissive. None of that matters. It's all about communication and listening and understanding each other. And I really feel like Mike feels like he's not being heard and listened to. And until he gets that voice, he's a non-willing participant in this marriage. I feel like he's participating, but it's not really willingly. He's just going along with it. 
I get the same I get the same vibe. I mean, I feel so sorry for him because I was like, be honest. I mean, just just tell the truth. You're not okay with it. You know, get a backbone. Just tell her, look, you know, I'm not okay with this, you know. But at the same time, if he doesn't get a backbone and if he doesn't speak out, if he doesn't have his own voice, then the only other option he has is lean on, lean on his mom and she's going to be the backbone he needs and the voice, you know, he needs to have. Um, so this is a couple that has really got my attention. This is one of them episodes where it's, um, it's going to be the oil in the water. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be an explosion. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I could tell the look on, on uh, Mike's mom's face that when she, when they meet up, she's going in it with a with a um a vengeance. So I, yes. I can't wait till next week. So <laughs> I, I can't wait. I know that she's gonna she's gonna interrogate Eliza. Oh yeah. She's gonna wanna <laughs> know why her son isn't enough. And you know, and I feel deep down Mike is looking forward to it. He wants someone to stand up for him in this situation. And this might be what is a turning point for him. And I feel like Eliza's not gonna change the way she feels. So this might might be the opening of the eyes and the, the come to Jesus moment for Mike, where he realizes that maybe this relationship of them together as a, a married couple has run its course. And it's going to be difficult to accept because when she cheated on him before, the last thing in his mind was leaving and not being with her. So even if he does realize that, it's going to be hard for him to accept that because that's not a life that he envisioned for himself. So like you said, we are watching our eyes are on Mike, Elisa and the parents for this trip. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for part one. We're going to come back with part two because there's so much more to talk about. Seeking Brother Husband on the George Mossy Show, season one, episode three. Thank you so much to Didi, my co-host, for joining me. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And we will talk to all of you guys very, very soon.